0: Welcome to Future Proof, the marketing podcast from Kantar and Side Business School, University of Oxford. In each episode, we speak with marketing leaders and share insights to help brands and business leaders navigate the ever-changing marketing landscape and hopefully dispel some myths and misconceptions along the way. Hi, I'm Jane Osler. So our guest today is Nick Promola, and Nick is Group EVP of the Association of National Advertisers in the US. He also leads the ANA Global CMO Growth Council, which is how we've come across each other before. So welcome, Nick.
2: Welcome, and thank you for having me.
0: So Nick, what we're going to talk about today is the topic of brand safety in a time of change. And I think what we wanted to do was particularly to talk about Twitter. Obviously, Twitter is undergoing some changes. It has a new owner in the form of Elon Musk, and it hasn't been a quiet time. I think the uh, the last few weeks at Twitter, there's most recently a number of prominent ad agencies or buying groups like Group M and Omnicom have advised their clients. To put a pause on using Twitter as an ad vehicle, which is a fairly radical thing to do, we haven't seen that, I think, in recent times with such large social media platforms. So, what's your point of view on this? What do you think is going on?
2: Well, I guess that's the million-dollar question, or the forty-four billion-dollar question in this case. But I guess the answer there is it remains to be seen. I know this is an active. And certainly unpredictable, as it's been demonstrated already, sort of change in leadership in one of the world's most prominent platforms. And it's, I think, literally day by day. You don't usually mean that when you say that, but the changes we've seen and the pivots that we've seen have been, uh, if not even more than daily. So it's just looking to see where this ends up or where the, or the direction that it takes in a more reliable way and in the meantime advertisers are focused on growing their businesses point blank, whatever they need to do to grow their business. And if Twitter is part of that equation now and in the future, uh, remains to be seen.
0: And I think the reality is that many CMOs are dealing with a whole host of challenges at the moment, including high inflation in, in many markets, recession or impending recession in others. So this is another thing that CMOs need to get a grip with. But I guess... Elon Musk does need to have at some point or get CMOs on board with his plans. Certainly currently, 90% or so of Twitter's revenue is generated by advertising. Now, as you say, this is a day by day situation, and I'm sure that will change. The mix of revenues might well be planned to be very different in the future. But what do you think that Musk needs to do to win back the trust of CMOs?
2: Well, it's not altogether clear whether he's lost it or not. That's really a a person-to-person, brand-to-brand sort of situation, and it continues to evolve in terms of the overall trust. But I'll tell you, and you just mentioned it, I spent recently two days at our Global CMO Growth Council Summit with over 150 CMOs talking about the issues that matter most to them for the coming year. And the word Twitter was not mentioned once during our discussions over a two-day period except for conversations around the receptions, casual conversations uh, you know, at dinner. They did not come up as one of the top five, top 10, top any areas that mattered in terms of what they need to focus on to drive growth for their organizations. You know what did? All of what you just described, the recession. By the way, there's a war still raging in Ukraine. There's political divisiveness. Um, and, and still within the entirety of the media ecosystem that we need to operate in, there are a ton of inefficiencies that, you know, by the way, have existed for years now that we've continued to allow to exist and you know, we've made some progress in these areas, but we've not we've not solved them. So I think with respect to Twitter and obviously I'm not going to speak for or to Elon in this in this particular case, but as the leader of that organization, I think what that organization needs to do is is to I was about to say simply, but apparently it's not simply at all, is get back to the promises and commitments that they have made as an organization to the Global Alliance for Responsible Media which is led by the WFA the World Federation of Advertisers otherwise known as GARM and their commitments to brand safety and suitability are paramount just as a as a starting point.
0: Okay so Nick tell me more about the WFA and what they think.
2: Well I think to get back to what can Twitter do to sort of regain the trust you know like I said I'm not sure that the trust in the institution is altogether gone, it's they're undergoing the change as they feel that they need to as a private organization. And so what we're focused on at the ANA as part of the alliance, uh, the Global Alliance for Responsible Media that is led by the, the World Federation of Advertisers, which includes all of the major players and stakeholders in the ecosystem that have anything to do with brand safety, brand suitability on the media platforms. And it's been years in the making. And Twitter has been uh, one of the lead voices and partners along the journey. And it's simply a matter of recommitting to or demonstrating the continued commitment to those principles that have been laid out for brand safety and suitability by the alliance. It wasn't that the alliance, you know, created and dictated these to platforms and like a do this or else. These have been Worked on by a team incredibly diligently over the past several years. And you know, there's been a lot of thoughtfulness and iterations that have gone into these. And so demonstrating that continued commitment is only natural. It's the only reasonable. You know, real action to uh, to even get started once again in a uh, in in any sense of normalcy.
0: But if this has to be almost like a hygiene factor for the sort of digital ad ecosystem and all the players within it, uh, a fundamental requirement is that you have people that can run security, privacy, trust content moderation. So do we think maybe this is a blip and all of that will come back into place again fairly soon as the platform evolves and the strategy becomes clearer?
2: I mean, you just nailed it right there. As the platform evolves and the strategy becomes clearer, it's not up to us or anyone in the association you know, or anyone other than the leadership at Twitter to determine how Twitter does business. If they're able to perform at the levels that have been agreed to with 20%, 50% less staff or personnel or in a different way, in a more innovative way, then that's great for them. What our concern is and continues to be is the commitment to and the demonstration of accountability with respect to the principles that have been agreed to so carefully amongst the group.
0: So we did a piece of research this year called Media Reactions, which looks into uh, media channels and media brands and what consumers think about the advertising on those brands. Twitter was actually last year in the top five amongst consumers, but this year actually fell out of the top five. And one of the things that consumers say about Twitter is that there's excessive targeting. And, you know, one of the recommendations that we think they should do is to focus a bit more on innovation, innovation of ad formats, because obviously a lot of platforms have to do this. This is their bread and butter existence. So do you think there's going to be more competition in 2023 for innovation in ad formats amongst the different platforms, given that it's something that they all need to focus on all the time?
2: Yeah, and I think there's a couple of things happening, right? So there's the pressure economically for organizations, companies, societies in this case that we're facing that we're, you know, many say we're into the recession already, but no one's really saying it's it's going to get better before it gets worse. and And so the pressures on businesses to drive growth, those platforms and media outlets who are going to win, so to speak, are the ones who can help advertisers demonstrate that leveraging their platforms helps them drive business growth in a way that ideally has a positive impact on society, meaning creates real value for the people that they serve and not in a divisive way, not in a controversial way. It's more about helping organizations innovate by creating more value for their consumers. And frankly, innovation in this case ought to mean, and I know most CMOs look at this in this way, which is innovating to create new markets or incremental markets that'll help them drive growth, that'll help them serve constituents and and consumers that they aren't already serving. Um, That's how you really grow through these times that we're facing. And so the more Twitter or, frankly, anyone can help CMOs in that vein is is really what's paramount here.
0: So let's come back to the inflation and and recession debate and what CMOs' primary concerns are. Obviously, some CMOs are taking different kinds of approaches. Some are cutting budgets, which we know isn't necessarily a good idea to maintain your brand salience. Um, Uh, We also know that other CMOs are maintaining their budgets. And so, every dollar spent has to prove its effectiveness in a a difficult environment. How do you think that CMOs are looking at the media investment environment overall? Do you see a continued shift to digital as we see in our research? And how are they accounting for it internally? What are the pressures that exist on CMOs to prove what they're doing to their organizations?
2: Yeah, I like the question because... Because we've heard that there are budget cuts, of course, and uh, budget shifts, but no one has said that they are cutting growth. So everyone, no matter what their budget is, is expected to help the company drive more growth through more innovative ways. And the more...
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot,
2: what their priority is. And so if a platform or other uh, media source or, or stakeholder is able to help CMOs demonstrate that Investing in these areas, whether it be digital, whether it be uh, social, whether it be Twitter as a as a part of that or not Twitter as a part of that, helps them drive growth for the organization and innovate. And I'm not just talking about here. Actually, I'm talking less about the large advertisers because, really, in the grand scheme of things, this you know what we're talking about with Twitter is is a is a drop in the ocean with respect to their overall media budgets, and they're probably you know taking it and using it as opportunities to experiment in other areas. But what the majority of I would imagine imagine Twitter's advertising revenues come from is the essentially what is the long tail or the longer tail of the industry, those small to mid-sized companies and even the small, small companies who are advertising. And they're not just advertising. They're using, if you think about it, they're using social media platforms like Twitter and others to act as an extension of their brands. It's how they can connect more meaningfully with consumers. It's how they can create more innovative experiences for their consumers that are extensions of their brand experience. And so if that option, you know, is taken away or they're not they're not they don't feel safe in that option any longer, that's a real hit to the business. And so, you know, you have to look at other ways to innovate and not all those ways are available for those smaller organizations who have grown and enjoyed the growth through the innovative experiences in the innovative uh, value that comes with the communities and the voice that they're given on these platforms. And so it's vital to them, not just, you know, again, not just for the larger advertisers, but it's vital for us as the industry to advocate on behalf of the smaller advertisers, the smaller brands who are leveraging this ecosystem to grow. And one comment I'll make, which is related to your question, is that while individual advertisers You know, may have other options and alternatives to, you know, to to grow their businesses in addition to Twitter or not Twitter. It's our responsibility looking after the industry to make sure the integrity and the trust and credibility of the ecosystem itself continues so that not just advertisers trust it, but people trust it. It has a direct impact on society, on culture, on faith and institutions. It is what it is and we need to make sure that we are, you know, looking after that in a responsible way. And so while it may not, you know, be such a big deal for advertisers, you know, the big advertisers to, you know, pause Twitter or. You know, abandon Twitter altogether or go all in on Twitter if that's, if that's what their brands find suitable. It is up to us, you know, as, as a representative or a voice for the industry, which is really the collective voice of the, of the CMO community to make sure that faith and, and, and trust are maintained and are not negatively impacted by, you know, spread of misinformation or harmful content or that, you know, one institutions or organizations like Twitter, their actions impact the other players in the uh, in, in the ecosystem in a way that is disproportionate negatively or positively.
0: So if we assume maybe that what's going on is that Elon Musk is like shaking up the, the snow globe, he's trying to change things, he's trying to manifest a, a change in Twitter internally, and with its external reputation, let's assume that the snow kind of begins to settle at some point over the next few weeks and months. What do you think that CMOs really need to engage in now in their day-to-day job. Do you think they need to worry about the detail of what's going on on individual platforms? Is that part of their role?
2: No, I think they have a responsibility for sure to understand what is going on and with respect to where their investments are going that are going to help their companies grow. And so, you know, to the extent that they need to understand the big picture and how that impacts their base of consumers, wherever the consumers exist that they serve, whether they be local or global, they have to understand that. And the, you know, the the implications now and downstream. I don't think that it is something that they are walking into their boards as they end the years with their business plans for the coming year. I don't think that's a big part of their prioritizations. In terms of you know what their plans are for their own growth, however, indiv- you know individually while that may be the case, collectively as an industry, the ecosystem of which Twitter is a part of is funded by advertisers primarily. Safe to say, not sure where the where the blue check or color check uh, situation or subscriptions are, are headed in the future, but right now, currently, it is funded primarily by advertisers. And if that is the case, then we obviously have a direct responsibility in making sure that we understand what. Those funds are contributing to in terms of the impact they have on culture, the impact they have on society, the impact they have on the, uh, the trust in our institutions, and uh, making sure that we are looking after that in a responsible way. And that's the reason why these consortiums and alliances have been created right it's not because there was too much safety in the industry and we had to do something about it and there, you know it wasn't because the uh, the the industry was too woke it is because the advertisers brands are looking to connect with consumers on their terms where they are and um, and create value and experiences for them. Social media is a unprecedented uh, and innovative means for them to do that to connect in a way that was uh, never able to before. And we benefit from the innovations and the iterations and the evolution of the platforms and of the ecosystem. And so our dollars, the media, you know, the the, the investments fund those innovations. They fund that evolution, and it's not always going to be perfect, as is. evolution the case with any evolution. But what we have to do is make sure that we have transparency, visibility, and understand where it's going and, you know, minimize the adverse or negative impacts and maximize the positive uh, the positive ones that are going to benefit brands and, and people.
0: You've been listening to Future Proof from Kantar and Side Business School. For all episodes and more information, visit kantar.com or OxfordFutureOfMarketing.com. If you enjoyed this, please leave us a rating and a review and subscribe on your favourite podcast app so you never miss an episode.